Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco and today I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world. Miralo. Actress, creative, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. friend, Francia Raisa, how are you? I'm good, and it's really nice to hear entrepreneur in that introduction. Thank you. And you're yeah. one of my favorite people, too. I appreciate you bringing me back. Man, so yeah, you are our first uh, returning guest. Yes. And uh, you know what? We've had the opportunity to, to have a returning guest, but it just didn't feel right. And it still didn't feel right with you, but uh, I decided to just do it anyway. <laughs> Well, you know what? I appreciate it, and you won't regret it because it's gonna be like um, a party today. I like that. Like, yeah. a, no, no. You know what? With you, your fam. You know, yeah. and I know that you're up to a lot of big things and uh, some exciting news that's that's coming. Uh, that it not has coming. It's it's here. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk all about it. So, um, in the last time that you, we you were here, we talked about your your journey. Yeah. You know, we talked about when you fell in love with your craft. Mm -hmm. And now I want to talk a little bit more about the entrepreneurship side. Yeah. Um, you have started a your your own business. You're 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 getting into um the 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 what do you call it? like the food industry the food industry yes i'm entering the food industry i'm learning about business i am learning a whole new world that i didn't go to school for that i've just been learning as i've been building and growing and thankfully i've had a really good team to educate me on the way but it, it, it's definitely different i've spoken to a lot of lawyers and litigators and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> um tell me this again people have ha had to talk to me in script form to help me like understand the language yeah. of business so it's definitely been a journey for the last two years um i dyed my hair the last since the last time i was here and i'm just like toda otra persona it's like a it gives me Gives me spicy red. Ooh, thank you. I'm in my Jessica Rabbit era. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of spicy, you see that transition, Fred? You like that, huh? I like how you did that. I liked how you did that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about your salsa. See. So that is sort of like your first foot into the food industry. Yes, it is. And you are releasing a salsa, two salsas. Yes, a red and a green flavor. Talk to me about that. Wow. So I've been talking about my salsa for a couple of years now. And honestly, it was just kind of a test to see if this is something I should do. I started making salsa when I was 18. Um, I moved out of my house and I was excited to just live life on my own and not be pressured into my culture, I, I would say. And I think we talked about this before, but, you know, growing up, it wasn't cool to eat or be Mexican or brown. Now it is. Thankfully, things have changed are changing but back then i mean i remember taking a bean burrito to school and i got made fun of ew beans beans they make you fart and i'm like <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. can't put bean burritos in my in my lunchbox anymore and um i was trying to learn more like american stuff and i think you and i have kind of talked about it yeah. before it wasn't just food it was music it was style it was everything 
And I, I mean, I think I told you this story, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I loved Quebradita growing up and yeah. corridos, and I still listen to Spanish music, and I'm more open about it now. But I remember, you know, kids at school talking about Kiss FM, and I was like, huh? What? And Britney Spears and NSYNC. I was like, man, I gotta learn. All right. So yeah. I was like, Mom, I don't want to listen to Dad. I want to listen to Kiss <laughs> FM. Yeah. And so finally, I learned like the Spice Girls, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Factory. I'm a fan, and I'm like, yeah. And every time I was up to date, I'd go to school, and then it was like, oh, we're on Snoop Dogg now. We listen to Power 106. And I was like. Madre, like I can't win here so I'm always just trying to catch up so I even remember going home and listening to Power 106 and I didn't I was literally looking for 106 I didn't know it was 105.9 so yep. that was something you guys have to make clear for us yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. do now but back in the day it was yeah. not clear yeah and the first song I heard I think it was Snoop Dogg I can't remember what song and I was like okay all right, this is the, the hip-hop stuff that people are listening to. No more Shakira, no more Palina Rubio. That's just like running away from my roots, right? And we had homemade Mexican food every day. My dad had someone cook, and I remember moving out and be like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat out all the time, and I'm going to have fast food, and you guys can't say anything because ya soy una adulta. And that lasted for about like um two weeks before i was like <laughs> i'm starving and postmates didn't exist back then so i would literally like have to leave my house and pick up food every yeah. time and estaba trabajando i was always tired um so i went home and i was like mom like i need to learn how to cook but like mm. one thing that i was missing the most was salsa i was like no food has flavor and i just couldn't find anything on the shelves that tasted like home so she taught me and it's been 20 years since I learned, and I guess I make it better than her now because she told me that. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. That's quite the cosign. I know, especially with my mom. Like, <laughs> she's that Mexican mom that's not like, ay, mija, como estas? I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah. she'd be like, pues no haciendo esas cosas. Por <laughs> yeah. So for her to say she likes it, I'm like, it's a win. Yeah, but like parents have, have I mean, there's some, <laughs> some pride and sometimes ego in their cooking, right? Like, yeah. For her to say, you know what, te sale mejor, you know, you do it better than me, that's huge. Oh, I tell everyone, and every time I say it in front of her, she's like, I see. Like, she rolls her <laughs> eye. But it's to the point, like, I don't know if your mom does this, but yeah. like, let's say, like, she made flautas the other day, right? And I just, I like just pouring it, you know, in salsa. Uh, she likes to put the lechuga, la crema, y no sé qué tanto. I'm like, I don't need all that. And plus, I was in a rush. I'm like, okay. And she goes, no sabe igual. No, yo le pongo eso. I'm like, I know what you do, mom. Yeah. This is what I do. And she will, until I'm, do what she, how she wants me to prep the food, even like with like pozole or something, le pones el limoncito, el chilito. I'm like, mom, not everyone will eat it. Pues así sabe mejor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they think that their way is the way. The way. Yeah. The way. Yeah. So for salsa, especially within the family, to be something that they're like, damn, like Francia makes it really good. I'm like, Okay, mom, that's that's a win. My tia Maria, like she approved it the other day and she was very impressed. So it's cool. All right, I'm gonna bring the, the salsas in. Yes, yes, I wanna bring them in. I wanna try. Yes, this is the red. This is a the red that I have here. Yeah. And then you have the green. And I have the green. Um I I I've tried the red. You gave me a sneak peek on the red. I gave you a sneak peek on the red. Um and it was a sneak peek that I was pitching to everyone and um, including the makers of La Victoria. I want to try that one and I want to retry this one. Okay. All right. So let's open this up. Ooh. All right. All righty. 
I am excited. Make Can sure. we try it together? I know you've tried. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You've tried yours, but let's. Let's do it together here. Before you open, shake it, stir it before serving. Always do that. <laughs> Ready? All right. Cheers. Cheers. That is so good. Yay! That is so good. Oh my god. Mm, this is good too. All right, now mm. one thing that I am not a fan of it's when I'm watching something on TV. And someone tastes something and they're like, oh, this is awesome. This tastes great. Now, I know you're watching and you're listening. I am not just saying this for the camera. I'm not just saying this because the mic in front of me. This is one of the best salsas I've ever had. Thank you. It's so, it's, it's so good. I want to tell you, we were talking to my parents. My mom makes delicious salsa. This is up there. Damn, thank you. This is really, really good. Francia. And is uh, shout out to La Victoria. Salsa crafted by Francia Raisa. Yes. How does that feel to have your name on that? It's still wild to me. Like, no la puedo creer. I actually just saw the final product um, recently when I was shooting for it. So I got to try the green. And, um, oh, mira, you keep eating. I love it. Thank you so much. Míralo. Let's trade. Okay. Well, you tell me the end of that story. Okay. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, so when I was shooting my content for the release of this, yeah. it was the first time that I actually saw the labels in my name. And I was like, oh, my God, this shoot it hits different because usually I'm promoting other people's brands and stuff. And to have it be mine and, you know, have my ideas be listened to and actually even understand how creative I am in this space. Oh, what do you think? Amazing. Amazing. You guys got to try this. If there's any left after the show. <laughs> um, yeah, the shoot was different to me. And I learned, you know, the more creative side of me. Uh, here's a lid. The more creative side of me. And, you know, one of the PAs even was like, have you thought about directing? Like, you have so many great ideas, which was really um, incredible to hear. Um, and it, it's just been a fun process. Uh, it's also been stressful. Uh, starting a business is hard and I'm nervous, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you like it. And anytime I give it to someone new, I'm like, just please be honest with me. Please be honest with me because I, I worked really hard to make sure it had a little taste of home. It does taste like home. Thank you. It does taste like home. Hey, Mondo here. Right now, you can have everything you want on the network you really want. Introducing my plan. Get exactly what you want. Only pay for what you need. Starting at just $30 per line per month for four unlimited lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. From there, you decide exactly what goes in and what stays out of your plan. So you pay for what you want. Head over to Verizon.com slash Mondo right now you said verizon.com slash mondo right yeah yeah verizon.com slash mondo but we're st we're still shooting the commercial oh oh i'm sorry no no you're, you're good man get exactly what you want only pay for what you need starting at 30 dollars per line all right let me help you out all right so you go here now for you what's the difference between the red and the green I mean, it's different tomates. Like, you, I use red tomatoes for the red one, and I use tomatillos uh, for the green one. And, you know, I just switch it up with the chiles. And honestly, I just feel like when I'm cooking, my ancestors just say, 
así, así, así. And when I say my ancestors, I mean my grandmother. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I didn't grow up cooking. I did not know how to do anything. I still don't even know how to dice a tomato properly. Um, but for some reason, when I'm in the kitchen, it's like I'm shocked, but I feel like my grandmother's in me, especially when it comes to the salsa, because there are things that I do. Uh, my tia watched me make it the other day, and she was like, ah, tú haces eso diferente, yeah. Okay, yo no pensé en eso. Ah, por eso sabe así. Ah, en serio. I'm like, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, so I, I know that the the story behind the salsa it goes beyond a business yeah. for you yeah it does it's it's you mentioned your your ancestors your grandma mm -hmm. so do you feel connected to this product and and do you feel like you're making your 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 grandmother proud yes i do feel like i'm making my grandma really proud and that was actually the one thing that my mom said when i first told her about this when she first saw the labels and she was like and uh, i'm not gonna say it yet but you know when i come out with my actual brand you know you know god willing this goes well yeah, um so please will. buy it everyone um then i'm going to name the company after uh, my grandmother so like it's it's very special to me because you know to me this is my take my modern take on my grandmother's recipes i was running away from my culture for so long and now that i've really immersed myself more in it i'm the happiest i've ever been and i know i said that last time but that was because i was doing a lot of the internal work when i understood what i was lacking and that started coming into my life like you and i have been chatting a lot more most of my friends are latinas now and, uh, you know, I've been going to the Hispanic Heritage Youth um, Awards, uh, Youth Foundation Awards. I'm the new youth ambassador for them. I joined the visionary board for the NHMC. And I'm just meeting so many paisanos. And it's so beautiful to just be able to hear both languages. And even on set, when I was filming the other day for everything, the director was Mexican, our DP Mexican woman. It was all Latinos. And even my hair and makeup team who are also Mexican said it was kind of cool to be on set and hear both languages being thrown around. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, it, it's made me happy to be able to bring my heritage into the world again and not to be so embarrassed about it. And more so where my family's from. My mom is from um, Jalisco, Mexico, in a, from a small town called La Cienega. And you have to land in Guadalajara and drive. And now you live hours. on La Cienega. Now I live on La Cienega. <laughs> Every time I see that sign, I'm like, that's so funny. Uh, but it's cool. It, 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 and I know my grandma's proud. Unfortunately, she passed away in 97. And sorry to my cousins, but I know I was the favorite. So <laughs> to be able to bring this to life is really cool. Yeah. You know, something about grandparents, uh, it's there's a different connection. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I always think about my grandmother on, on my dad's side. Cause I, I just interacted with her, you know, more. Mm -hmm. And, um, from time to time, like I just get these, these, um, feelings, these emotions, these flashbacks of, of being with her. Yeah. What do you remember most about your, your grandmother? Um, I used to go to, so, I used to go to her room a lot and I don't know why, but like she didn't, she didn't really connect with many of my cousins or my sisters. Um, and I was just always so curious about her. And one of my favorite memories is going into her room and I was asking about her mom. I was like, who's your mom? And she starts telling me the story, but she painted, she talked about heaven 
but she painted it as like a story to me so i wasn't really understanding that it was heaven but she was like you know i'm sure she her house is white and there's white everywhere and it's beautiful and she this and i was like oh and then where did you come from and then where did my mom come i just started asking questions about the family and like i remember that being super special and also my uncle used to tease me a lot and i'd be like le voy a decir a tu mamá and I would go to my grandma and I'm like, mi tío me hizo esto. And she would always defend me. Um, and there's pictures of me just sitting next to her, just doing my homework or, I mean, just always just following her around. My mom said I was always with her. And I think it's because when my parents first had me, they didn't have money. They couldn't afford to take care of me. So I lived with my grandma for a little bit. Um, and I know she fed me tortilla with uh, frijol broth. <laughs> um, and, you know, my little gums and I'm obsessed with frijoles. And then my mom said, you know, we had to feed you sugar and water because I didn't we didn't have money for milk. Yeah. I, crazy. Right. So I think I have that special bond with my grandma that I just was always there. Um, and I never really forgot. It. And I always think about her when I do things because my mom told me that my grandma always had a dream to have um, an artist in the family to see one of her kids on TV or seeing, because she always wanted to be an artist, but obviously that wasn't allowed back then. So to be able to be that person for her and then bring her recipes to life, like that's, it feels great. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, you talked about how your family had you on like sugar and water. Yeah. Um, do you think about that from time to time now? Yeah. That you're, you know, on red carpets and, and you live in 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 los angeles and you we see a lot of we, we experience a lot we're blessed right to experience yeah. a lot of cool beautiful things yes in, in in the industry that we do mm -hmm. obviously we work our butts off to get there but like now that you're in these places yeah do you ever look back and think about those moments like man all the long time. way a long way all the time i mean i think mainly too because i really was doing this by myself you know i grew up with my dad being el cuy de la mañana so i grew up privileged early on in life i think he started making money and his name i want to say i was like five or six years old when it was really starting to grow and i remember we were living in a three-bedroom house in van nuys and we didn't move out of there um yeah, I was in elementary school, but I remember those days. I remember sleeping in a tent inside of an apartment because we couldn't afford furniture. So that was how we kept warm. Man. Um, and I remember Man. playing in East L.A. Uh, with my cousins and living there. And those were probably one of the most like favorite times for me. I mean, everything that we do, it's beautiful and I have so much fun. But, you know, just recently I went to a cousin's quinceanera in Marina Valley and I was like, oh, man, the backyard, the tia sitting there bored, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like the quinceanera upset. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like the tacos, the drinks, yeah. my cousins be like, hey, let's take a shot. You know, yeah. it was cool. And I feel more at home and I was in Boyle Heights the other day. I was like, damn, this feels more familiar to me than Beverly Hills. I love Beverly Hills. I love West Hollywood, but it's so nice to just go back and just have like a cool backyard party with like my tios, you know, being like, oh, yeah, tú, where you been? You know, there's there's like a I sense that there's a connection to to your roots a little more now Yeah, that maybe has happened in the last few yeah. years. Yeah. And mainly because I have uh, I'm more I have more Latin friends now. And I'm not knocking any of my other friends. I still have my other friends, and you know we we live in such a diverse world, yeah, especially yeah, yeah, in this yeah, country. Sure. 
but I needed that sense of connection and understanding. You know, we grew up, every person grows up different, but, you know, me talking about my mom, you get it. Yeah. And, you know, rather than me having to explain it on a constant or like right. why I think a certain way, why I've acted a certain way, you know, now I understand. Like it's everyone's just different. But having that understanding with my friends and even like my friends are not just Mexican, they're Colombian. There's um, uh, Peruvians. I mean, uh, Hondureños, también, Salvadorians, yeah. I have all kinds of friends. And I love Puerto Ricans a lot. I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends. I'm learning so much. And they're learning a lot with me, and it's just fun. And the main thing that I love the most is that we enjoy food, and we enjoy salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like, you know, for for us Latinos, food is is such a it's a, an identity. It's a it's a connection to to familia. Yeah. Um, I think it's beautiful, and I think it's it's just a start for you. Thank you, and I think so too. You know, I put acting in such a pedestal. And it was my end all be all, you know, I if I wasn't acting, I wasn't happy. And I was just worried about the next job and how am I going to get here and how am I going to do that? And it's mainly because there's no opportunities for us. And I'm one of the very few Latinas that has been consecutively working throughout the last like 20 years. Yep. So and I didn't want to let anyone down. So around COVID time or even, you know, my slow periods, rather than focusing on anything else that might make me happy, I was so gun ho about this industry and not saying that I don't love my craft. I do. But when you put something on a pedestal like that, you forget yourself. And no wonder we all go through our mental health scares because we're trying to appease other people and get a yes and trying to knock away all the no's and you're not doing anything for yourself. I spent 20 years trying to get someone to like me so they can give me a job. And now I'm doing something that I like that I didn't even know I was good at. And, it, you know, it's reflecting me and my personality and my family. And, you know, it's it's a, it's another Latin face out there telling our story through food. Yeah. yeah and now you're going to be on the shelves. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. It's crazy. Well, that's the goal originally. So uh, you can purchase through Amazon right now. But if all goes well and you guys like it, then that's the goal. You know, I, I'm, I'm on my shark tank journey, you know. Um, so hopefully you guys all um, love it as well and we can keep going and I can introduce more recipes for my grandmother. All right. So I, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by your your salsa endeavor. Yes. Um, salsa is the center of any... Latino meal, any Mexican meal, right? You literally, it's it the center because everyone else is surrounded by it. All the the dishes are surrounded by it, and it's the one thing that is always shared on the table. Yep. Do you recall these salsas being placed at your dinner table, and now they're like packaged? That's that's wild to think. It's not even that I recall them at the dinner table because, you know, we weren't a traditional family where we had dinner together. Um, we, my dad made us do so many after school activities and you know how the radio world is. El siempre estaba ocupadísimo. After the show, he would go MC somewhere. He had a concert. I mean, remember, I remember he was like the MC for Ringling Brothers when we were little for the Spanish. Man. Like he did some big stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I would have to go get my plate and then go upstairs. But I, what I remember is making my plate and looking for salsa and getting out the butter because I knew the salsa was in the butter, in the butter tube because that's how they would recycle every tube. And my mom still does it. I'm like, ma, we have money. We can buy 
you know, a Pyrex is fine. Yeah. Ah, pues aquí está bueno, no, no gastes el dinero. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I need butter in my butter jar. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't remember it being served. I remember trying to open every uh, jar of whatever. Trying to yeah, be yeah. Like, is, it, is, it, is it the is sour the, cream? Is it in the sour cream? Is it in the butter? It was always the butter. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. No, yeah, like, and and uh, again, I'm a, I'm a, what is it, salsa... Um, I'm a salsa aficionado, uh-huh. right? Like, and and uh, again, I'm 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 really happy that that you have um, put your heart and soul into this, and uh, you know your your family is is you know interconnected with with that. Um, do you see after this? Like, do you see something else that you would release? Would it be like other other food? Yes. Dishes um, or? Yeah. Now that we're here, I'm definitely thinking big picture um, with everything. And I think we can do more than just salsa. You know, Mexico has so many different unique flavors in each, each city where they're from. And I haven't really tasted anything that's like rancho, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to in, um, endure into other foods. I want to come out with different flavors of salsas. Yeah. I also want to come out with like you know, uh, other condiments that we use in our foods. And honestly, my goal with this brand is to have not just like myself or you feel like a little taste of home, but like any kid that's moving out of their house when they go to college, um, just to make it easy for them to have access to something that reminds them of home because it's it's hard um, when you leave home at first, when you leave your nest. So, and that's why I have the slogan, a little taste of home, Mm. because we all get homesick. And so if you have a little something that you can eat and then you're like, all right, I'm good. It's it it's great. You know, it, it's beautiful. Um, and also, too, I, I feel like this brand, I hope it inspires other people to really be proud of their culture. Like I said, it's it's cool to be Hispanic now. It's cool to be Latino now. But so many people don't speak Spanish because it wasn't back then. So I, you know, and we shouldn't hate on them. Let me bring that up because that's been coming up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I a lot of people have called me uh, I've said, oh, she's not a no sabo kid. No, I'm not, because my parents were really adamant about me speaking Spanish. Um, and a lot of parents were not adamant about it, because I was told we're in America speak English. My yeah. dad did not give a crap about that. And, you know, I, I, I shared my struggle. So I'm hoping with this salsa, people have a sense of uh, pride in their culture, especially if people are like, oh, no, it's good. Then they can start sharing their foods and bringing their bean burritos to school. And it's a jealous thing rather than, you know, uh, a bullying moment. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, speaking of no, no sabo kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I. That is a a term that has been lately popular for for years. Yeah. But even more so in recent years. I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. Um, and and people are bullying kids all across the country, calling yeah. them no sabo kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a person that doesn't speak Spanish. Not at all. Not at all. You know, being Latino enough, you just have to be alive. Yeah, exactly. You know? You just have to be alive and, like, again, stop trying to hide from who you are. I think I think my sister um, did a thesis on this or something, but the more you run away from your roots, the more that you're affecting not only your mental health, your... Um, your actual health, your physical health, because stress, what does that do? 
it gets us sick ultimately your body can't handle it and trying to identify as another person i mean listen i call myself a mexican honduran american but i don't forget those two and i say mexican honduran first because those are my roots those are my ancestors and i was born in america yeah. i love being here i love the opportunities i have and i know that i'm very very lucky we're all very lucky yeah. to be doing what we're doing right now but we have to remember that we have fought to get here again it was not cool back then so it's not my classmates fault or their parents fault right. because that it was not a trend for so long and now I, I hear so many people like man my parents never taught me i wish now i regret it now i regret it yeah but we should still celebrate the fact that you're on a latin project like yeah. th this was some of the crew that you're at, on a latin project that you're trying and that you're immersing yourself and then now you're actually proud to speak out i am latin mm -hmm. i am latin and I love it. And it does Spanish. The language doesn't make it. It's the heart. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you. I, I think about, you know, kids that are bullied as, yeah. as, as no sabo or labeled no sabo kids. And, uh, I know that it starts as, as a joke, but like, it's, it's, it's not a joke to, to those them. labeled. Right. Um, you know, not a, a lot of the these kids are trying, like you said, they're trying to speak, even if it's mucho, right? Yeah. Hey, sometimes I forget Spanish words. Oh, you yeah, know? también, you know. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I um I was talking to a a, f a friend of mine and his father yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and I was I was only speaking Spanish to to the dad, and you know it's my first language. It mm -hmm. doesn't. It, I re I do have to think about what I'm gonna say. I I'm fluent in Spanish, but still, like I have to think. And doing both is hard. Right. Yeah. Right, because I was talking to yeah. his son in English, and then I'm talking to the dad in Spanish. Uh huh. Um, and and you know, it it, it doesn't make you any less Not Latino, all. Latina, Latinx. You know that you can't speak a language no listen our generation especially we remember life without the internet we, re we remember pen and paper and now everything is digital i'm still not over the fact that floppy disks are gone okay like it is hard cds tapes vhs i've said vhs probably some of the listeners like what is that <laughs> yeah. so it's like we've gone through so many changes throughout the last even like 20 30 years that how are we going to keep up? Like I was just telling you earlier, I was always just trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kiss FM. Oh, Power 106. Oh, now we're on hip hop. Oh, and I'm like, it's tiring. For sure. And we all are always talking about not judging people, mental health. Everyone has come clean. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Let's just stop and just start supporting each other. Like what, what do you win by talking about people? Yeah. And what do they win? Nothing. No one wins anything. Oh, you feel good for five minutes? Why? Because you made someone feel bad? Okay. Watch all the comments are going to be like, you. Uh. <laughs> no, you know, I, I agree with you in the sense of, of just empowering and, yeah. and elevating, you know, helping each other rise. We have to. The African-American community figured it out. I have not seen a group so united and they support each other. And now the Asian American community, same. 
I don't know what's happening with us. It's getting a lot better. We're championing for each other a yeah. lot more, you know, even with the strike uh, that was happening, you know, Latinas acting up. I was out there with Diana when I could and um, Lisa and Gina Torres, who have been spearheading the whole thing. Um, and, you know, we're learning to support each other, support each other's projects. But the thing is, we're still texting each other. Hey, do you mind helping me promote this? And I want us to get to the point where we're not texting each other, con pena asking. It's like, mm. that's my girl. Watch this. Amazing. There's opportunities for all of us. And the more we start doing that, the more we can get greenlit for our own projects. 100%. And the more that we can start helping each other. And, you know, the biggest model for that is Eva Longoria. She, I cannot believe that I know her. I've never met Jennifer or Salma or anything, which, you know, I'm not upset about it, but like, she knew who I was when we first met, and that has meant a lot to me. So I go support, and she knows who everyone is, and she, you know, uh, supports everyone's endeavors, and she's, you know, she's probably the face of us right now, mm -hmm. but she's encouraging all of us. Look at with Annie Gonzalez and Becky G. She's like, we all have room, and I'm trying to fo follow that same model. I wish I had that when I was younger. Yeah, I I see it. I see the change. Yeah, it's, it's happening. But girl, it still gets catty on. Don't 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 get Yeah, 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 for sure. I I, feel, I mean, I, I feel like that happens Everywhere. over overall, Everywhere. right? Um, but I feel like that that is definitely you know something that that I've I've seen has has changed. I mean, this show is yeah is, is has been successful because of that. Yeah, you know because I'm supporting and and it you know and it comes and, back. And it comes right back. Yeah. Isolating ourselves was not a, it, it doesn't help. But all at the same time, I think we were put in a position to isolate ourselves because there wasn't a lot of opportunity. You know, it's like in every project, they're looking for just one Latina person or one black person and one Asian person. And then, you know, the amount of times I look at a script and I'm like, who got hired? They already have a Latin. I'm never going to get the other part. Why not? Because that's how it works. Y ojalá eso también cambie, you know? Yeah. But, Again, none of us get mad at each other anymore. If anything, I call my friends like, I'm not right for this. You should go out for this. That's mm. beautiful. Thank you. I have told you this before, and I'll tell you again. You know, you have been on camera. You've been, on, you know, the, the face. Sometimes you are, because you said sometimes there is just a token, yeah. you know, um, fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Um, but you... You represent, you know, Latinidad so beautifully. Thank you. I never feel like you're 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 watering it down. You no. know, I never feel like you're you're trying to to be something else. Thank you. I appreciate that. There was a couple times there where I was trying because I wasn't booking and I was like, what do I need to do? And I remember I even got like, I went a little more blonde in my hair. I was so depressed. I mean, I look back at those photos. I'm like, who let me do that? <laughs> but I mean, it only hurt me to not represent who I was. And I'm very Latina. Um, I love Latin music. I'm more open about it. And I really appreciate how much it's being appreciated by uh, my audience. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, you know, you're, 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 you're proud of where you come from. Yeah. I'm very proud of where I come from. And you know, still representing and still going to the quinceañeras. And honestly, it's it's the most comfortable I am is when I'm around my people. Like I said, I was in Boyle Heights the other day. I wasn't scared. I was walking around like, hey, hey, what's up? Yeah. I grew up around here. You, yeah, you did, right? I was born in Paramount. And we lived in East L.A. And that's where my grandmother lived. That was around the time that um, my parents couldn't afford me. Um, we lived in Santa Ana. I mean, we were all over. My sister was born in Compton. And then ultimately, we ended up in the San Fernando Valley. 
uh, Arlita, Silmar, Van Nuys. My favorite memories are probably in Van Nuys. So when Northridge came about, we were like, ooh, look at us. <laughs> yeah. I remember we had white neighbors when we moved to Northridge. Yeah. We were like, what's going on? And we would throw our parties, and it was always like, Vicente Fernandez, like we would hire mariachis, and it was. Uh, Wait, you would you would hire Vicente Fernandez? No, we would hire mariachis and play, <laughs> okay. like, play Vicente. Oh, like damn, you guys are flexing. Oh, you want? I can flex. <laughs> My quinceañera, Jose Jose went. No way. Um, Tucanes de Tijuana and Conjunto Primavera performed. No way. And Jose Feliciano. Wow. Ana Barbara, I believe, was there. Like, no, I can flex my quinceañera. Sheesh. Yeah. And then I was so excited about that. But then when my dad spoke, I was like, get off the stage. It's about me. <laughs> he spoke for like an hour. I was like, we don't have a lot of DJ time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, the, he, the quinceañeras are always worried about the DJ. Yeah. No, that that's nuts. So you had La Chona being performed live at your quinceañera. Why do you guys think I'm obsessed with La Chona? Like, I have that flex. If I... If my Sweet 16 existed when I did that, I would have been all over it. Because yeah. I was a brat, too. It would have been great content. That's crazy. Yeah, Los Tucanes de Tijuana, way and Conjunto Primavera. That's pretty wild. Conjunto Primavera was during the dinner. Like, can you imagine? We weren't even dancing. We were like, what? Yeah, sweet. My Sweet 16. Sweet, yeah, Sweet Quinceañera. Sweet Quinceañera would have been so lit. I know. You know, that show came out the year after, so they were already filming. I'm like, damn, we didn't even hear about this. Because, like, a Quinceañera would have been lit. But also, at the time, I don't know if they would have done it. Do you have video of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's there's That's a DVD crazy. somewhere. <laughs> there is. And I have pictures, too. So I'll, I'll uh, show you one day. They have them. That's so dope. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. I had, like, 700 people there. Well, because my dad. Yeah, no, yeah, your your pop. So you know, he was a radio legend, is, and um, you know, I I would open shop. My dad has a glass shop. Uh -huh. Okay, I would open shop, and my pops would only listen to your dad. That's crazy. So when I was opening shop, I was maybe what let's say at this point maybe twelve years old now. Yeah. And I would open the business, and I would sweep. And mop before my dad got there. Wow. And who would I listen to? My dad. Your pops. Because my dad was listening to your dad. Yeah, that's crazy. So I would turn the radio on. I was listening to your dad. And I'm like cleaning and mopping. That's wild. And now I am and now talking here? to his daughter. I know. And I'm here with you. That's it's wild. Crazy. It is. And I used to go to the radio stations with him on Saturdays. So it's wild because you come from that world and we've connected in this way and we're both, again, embracing our cultures with what we're doing. This is super dope. I've seen you um, trend and, you know, the Forbes article and just everything. It's really awesome. So I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I appreciate See, that. See, I threw in the compliment today. It might have not been on the curly hair, <laughs> but I was saving it for this moment. <laughs> I was fishing for compliments earlier. He said earlier, oh, my God, I like your hair because I was brunette last time. I was like, thanks. I just got it done. And, you know, it wasn't that whatever. And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm fishing for my compliments, too, because I did my curls. I'm like, yeah. Sure, looks great. <laughs> looks cool, bro. You know yeah. what? We should compliment men more often. It's true. We really should. I don't know why. I get really shy. Do you? I do. That's See, when I think of you, the perception of yeah. who you are, it's just like this just confident always 100% I've, of the time. I'm an introverted extrovert. <laughs> yeah. I know how to turn on Francia Raisa just like my dad turned on in Cucuy de la Mañana. Yeah, 
Right. So that I'm used to. The camera's on, the mic's on, I'm ready. But right. in the back, I was like this. Okay, Mondo, so I'm comfortable with you, but like my whole vibe is different. And it's crazy because I, recently my sister had her bachelor party and I was very quiet. And I usually am around my sister's friends um, and even my friends. I, they, they're just not around that. And I remember we went in a restaurant and I told the hostess, like, oh my God, I love your outfit and da 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 da, whatever. And we sit down and uh, after a couple drinks, one of the girls was like, why do we get such a stoic bitch when we all hang out? But the, I know you can turn it on. I'm like, do you want me? Because I'm comfortable right now. Or do you want me as Francia Reisa when I turn it on? And I turned it on because they're taking care of our meal and I want to be grateful to the staff. I'm always grateful to anyone that, you know, is helping us. But like with you guys, it's not that I'm quiet and I don't like you guys. I'm just comfortable. So I'd rather just be in my little corner. Yeah. And I'll have conversations like we're having right now, but I'm not going to be like, do, do, do. Oh, my God, I got shots. I'm not 25 anymore. And I'm tired. And all of you are tired, too, because you're all 30. So you know how I feel. <laughs> well, last time we talked, you you had quite the party. Which one? Exactly. <sighs> was it Maluma? Because I always have a party with Maluma. Dude, that was the best concert I've ever been to. It was so fun. <laughs> was it after Maluma? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I you... think it was because I was in a boot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, man, that must have been a crazy turn up. Yeah. You ended up in a boot? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? The first time I went to see Maluma, I got COVID afterwards. And then this time I ended up in a boot. I don't know why. I you get... shouldn't go see Maluma anymore. But I love him so much. <laughs> I knew every single song. It was the first time I knew every single song in a concert. It was a blast. Have you met Maluma? No. I don't know if I can. He's right here, Maluma. No, oh, and yes, conmigo, cabrón. That's not funny. And you're alive, now I'm hot. Oh my God, now I'm sweating. Whew, I got Botox in my armpits too, and it's still sweating. <laughs> I'm all about the comedy. <laughs> it's real. Okay. So, you have, you got, do, is it safe to say you got a Maluma crush, or you just like his music? All of it. Yeah. I love all of it. I love all of it. My friend was with me, and she's Colombian. And you, I'm going to say it, you guys can beat me or not, whatever. But she was like, you <laughs> Because we were just going crazy. He took off his shirt. She goes, <laughs> and, my, and she's bisexual. She loves women more. But with this guy, she's like, it's so funny. So, yes, all of us are like, hi, Maluma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maluma's great life. I'm hot now. Uh, yeah, we got some. We got some water. We even got you a matching straw. With- I know, I know, I know. I should drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when it comes to when it comes to to shows and uh-huh. music, I know you're super passionate about that too. You got you have a dancing background, right? I do, I do. It's funny. A lot of people don't know that about me, but uh, yeah, I was a, pursuing a dance career before acting came about. I started dancing when I was five. Every style you can t- think of: tap, ballet, jazz, hip hop, Irish tap. I mean. Polynesian. The reason why uh, my hips don't lie is because I learned how to dance Polynesian, Tahitian, which is Hawaiian style. Yeah. Um, and uh, it helped me book Bring It On. Um, I was very green at the time. Um, I was speaking out of and just trying to figure it out. I had never been to an acting class. It was just something I always knew I wanted to do. And when I read the part of Letty, I was like, I just heard uh, 
my cousin's voices. And I was like, mm, I'm going to play it this way. And I got a call back. Actually, I'm glad I'm telling the story because check what happened. I got a call back and I'm doing everything. The last audition was the dancing part. And that's when I was like, what? I'm here. And it was at, I think, oh, it was at a studio by Millennium. And I was training at Millennium at the time. And I was just at home. Now, I didn't book the part right away. Why? I was 17 years old. And so they needed to hire a set teacher for me. And they didn't have the budget to do that. Um, and this is no shade to anyone, but this was real back then. And so I was a senior in high school and my manager said, if you can emancipate yourself, you got the part. And I was like, okay. So at the time, because I was 17, a way to emancipate yourself was to graduate from high school early. So I tested out of my senior year. I didn't have a senior year. I passed barely. Um, and as soon as I called my manager, it was a Saturday. She was, I was like, I have my high school diploma. So she called production. I got the part immediately. I show up to set. There's a set teacher for Hayden Panettiere. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, no shade to anyone. I know we are in a different time. But now thinking back on it, I'm like, why couldn't I get a set teacher? Why did mm -hmm. I have to skip my senior year of high school to be on set? so I can get this job. And obviously it changed my life, but I'm talking about it now because of the struggles that we have to go through as artists mm -hmm. in this industry where we sacrifice, I mean, memories that most people have. I didn't get to go to my senior year homecoming. I don't know if I would have been prom queen. Like, I don't know, you know? And because of that experience, I didn't go to college. I was so determined to be an actress. I was like, I can't go to school and act at the same time. And I wish I would have known back then that it was possible. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, the Yara Shahidis of the world really changed that narrative, and I'm grateful. But uh, it was definitely an interesting time to have to um, be working like an adult, and then we had to, and then Hayden would turn into a pumpkin, and she was a year younger than me. Did she have some fame at that point? Yeah, but it, yeah, she definitely did. Um, it was before Heroes, though. So she booked Heroes right after that. Mm. Yeah, she did. But again, you know, she was Caucasian. For I sure. Was supporting, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I feel like in the last, and, and, and you can tell me, you know, if, if you feel the same way, in the last decade, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's been this, this, and maybe even more, maybe maybe last two decades, but in the last decade, more so uh, a pivot in, in Latinidad, Latinidad just being cool. Yeah. And becoming cool and cooler and Taco Tuesday being cool. Okay, that's something we all made up. <laughs> and Cinco de Mayo is something America made up. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, we don't celebrate Meatloaf Mondays, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because being Latino is cool. Yeah. And our food is cool. And you it's know what good. I'm saying? And it's good. And that's what I'm saying. Like you said, every party you go to, and especially like right now, that's like, football season and sports and all that stuff. What's the one thing that you expect? Salsa. And I was like, all of this is terrible, which is why I started bringing it to people's houses. Like, I, we need better salsa. This is not how it's supposed to be made. Um, and, you know, our food is always appreciated. And not only that, but have you noticed that Latinos took over the music industry? Yeah. Years ago, Pitbull, Daddy Yankee, we were being played on Power 106. Mm -hmm. And then it shifted over to Kiss FM. Like, you hear more reggaeton on radio than any other music right now. 
Yeah. We're out there. We're here. So I appreciate that we're coming up and, you know, obviously things aren't perfect. Um, but I feel like we have to celebrate the wins that we have. Not saying For that sure. we have to stop working, For but sure. like, let's stop complaining so much and celebrate the wins. Like, Thank you, Bad Bunny. Thank you, Peso Pluma. Thank you, Becky G. Like, thank you for putting our stuff out there. The fact that people like Peso Pluma is wild to me. So I'm like, all right, so I can play La, Ch- La Chona and you guys will like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's now it's cool. All right. You know how I play at, at the stadium, at BMO Stadium? Uh-huh. My biggest song every night when I play is... La Chona. La Chona. Yep. You got everybody. And Everyone. it's just not Latinos in there. Mm-mm. You got everybody... everybody. Turn it up to La Chona. That makes me so happy. Um, also, that makes me happy for them. I'm like, I don't know if they have the masters, but you're welcome. Yeah. 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 No. And, and you were you were saying earlier that, yeah, like being Latino wasn't cool, you know, and, no. and we, we kind of had to um, acclimate to American or the idea of what American society was. Right. And and listening to Spanish wasn't cool. It wasn't like we listened to that at house parties. Right. Like. Yeah. Our, our, our family parties, mm-hmm. um, the quinceañeras, mm-hmm. and we hardly really took it with our friends or took it elsewhere. Um, yeah. It was it was like hip hop, and which I love hip hop, and that's that's one of the genres that that I just love growing up. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like oh, let me listen to Los Angeles Azules, you know? Oh. Like it, no, I, it just wasn't part of like the coolness in in what culture was then you you didn't see los tucanes were played at every party you didn't see los tucanes on the vmas or coachella they freaking played coachella man now they're at coachella now peso pluma's performing at the vmas yeah and becky g look at all that stuff yeah no it's it's incredible you know what makes me sad about what you just said and mentioning quinceanera i'm over here like yeah tucanes played conjunto primavera played but at the time i didn't enjoy my quinceanera when i was 15. I had a terrible time. Why? Because I started hearing my friends complaining that they didn't understand anything and they wanted hip hop. And so I started stressing out because mm. I thought no one was having fun. Wow. And so I was crying more than I was enjoying the moment. And now thinking back, I'm like, damn, I really wish que aproveche ese momento con los tucanes and conjunto and just everything that was going on because it's such a flex now. But back then I was like, I'm sorry, dad, stop talking. No one understands you. And it was like probably 10 people out of the 700 that were there that got to me. 700? My dad, bro. My dad. <laughs> okay, okay. My dad. I you had like 700 friends. I was like, I don't even, I didn't even well, have like. Well, let me tell you. Mira, <laughs> mi papá tenía sus amigos. Yeah. Mi mamá tiene nueve, no, nueve hermanos, dos hermanas. Okay. I don't know why I started speaking Spanish. My de- mom has nine uh, brothers and two sisters. That's when it starts getting real when you start speaking Spanish. It starts yeah. Like, <laughs> and two sisters. And so I have a ton of cousins. And then I have my friends from high school. And then the friends that I went to elementary and middle school. And then my sisters were like, well, I want my friends. And so it was just like I had to invite everyone in the family. That's how I ended up like that. It still sounds crazy, I know. That's, that's 700 people is a lot of people. That's, yeah, that's a like, concert. When you start adding, but listen... How many families would love that if their kids would do a wedding with 700 people so they can invite the entire familia? Yeah. You know, my dad was rich, so I was like, pay for it. Now I'm like, damn, I should have taken that money. <laughs> yeah. My mom gave me the option. Or you want the money or you want the quinceanera. No, you quiero la quinceanera. Dumb. That's, 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 I mean. 
It's not dumb. I'm glad I did it. It's it's a beautiful memory. And it is, but also I cried because I was stressed out that we weren't playing enough pop and hip hop. Isn't that like like hindsight? That's pretty wild to to think now, right? Yeah. And now I don't know any new hip hop artists. I can't tell you. I'll be like, you know who this is? I'm like, I think I've heard that song. But there's a, but again, there's a shift. There's a shift in cult. Like it's happened in hip hop too. Yeah. Like there's a shift in hip hop too. You know. No, cierto, cierto. I mean, Nicki Minaj is um, featured in Tusa. Right. Yeah. Right. No, and and it's it just. I mean, I love hip hop. Hip hop is has changed a lot. Oh yeah. You know? It has. And and you know, it's just music. It, it overall has changed a lot. I love hip hop from back in the day. Yeah. Are we sounding like our parents? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't make them like they used they to. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> but here's the proof that we're right because the early two thousands are back. Yeah. The fashion. I mean, I have someone recently asked me if I had any vintage baby fat. I'm like, what? Who wears baby fat? Oh, it's back. And I was like, when? Where? Is Rockaway coming back too? Like what? <laughs> I got some fat farm in the back. Um, dude, <laughs> people will buy that now. I'm pissed that I threw away my Juicy Couture outfits. I was like, I'll never wear this again. And now everyone's like, I can't believe you threw it away. I want a vintage one. I was like, I am 35. I am not vintage. Get? I don't even have a wrinkle. Thanks to Botox. Do you remember, um, was it uh, uh, Mean Girls? The mom? Yeah. The cool mom? Yeah. Right? That's we're, us. The, <laughs> <laughs> That's us now. The, the, what, 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 they call, what do you call that? Like her suit? She was in like... The Juicy Couture suit. Ju- yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. What, what material was that? Uh, what is it? Velour, Velour. right? Velour, Velour suits? Velour. Velour suits, yeah. That's back. It's back. Um, I noticed. I'm not going back. <laughs> but I noticed it's back. Yeah. Listen. We had it great back in the day. Music has changed. I would love for um, hip hop to come back to where it, where it was before. You know. Yeah. I, do, I can't believe because even back in the day, I remember when DMX came out. Being I'm not gonna say I went to Catholic school, and I remember being at a Catholic school dance and up on the wall. <laughs> and now when I hear these lyrics, I'm like. <gasps> These kids shouldn't be listening to this. Right. But uh, I was definitely back in the day, be like with Ludacris. I wanna lay, 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 lay. Yep. Singing all that. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't judge music today too. Well, sometimes. now that I think back, hmm. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember Kia? Oh yeah. 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 Do you remember Pretty Ricky? Yeah. I love that whole album. <laughs> Pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Who who were you listening to in 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 high school? That you still listen today? Who are you like listening in your car? Mm, everything. Uh, Fat Joe and uh, uh, Shanti. And uh, I mean, I listen to everything. Gwen Stefani and Eve's song, I play that's Blow Your Mind. I've listened to that all the time. I was a big Coolio fan. So apparently, Gangster's Paradise, I was rapping it when I was little. Uh, my cousin will be like, You remember Coolio? You love him. I was like, No, but you know what? I, it makes sense. I've been listening to Usher Confessions. Uh, I listen to Let It Burn and You Remind Me all the time. I went to his concert a while back and I want to go again. And yeah. You went to the Vegas show? Yeah. Oh, nice. Lit. I want to go again. Confessions. Here's the thing. Being a female, I'm like, mm, I don't appreciate these lyrics anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And even that one, you make me want to leave the one I'm with. I was like, this song sucks. <laughs> It's not that deep though. It's just a song. No, 
you make me want to leave the one I'm with. It's probably because I've gotten cheated on, so I'm like very salty now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like, wow, we keep talking about music back in the day, but I guess we had our stuff too. Yeah, we did. I think I saw it on TMZ. Thankfully, TMZ doesn't follow me anymore, <laughs> and I'm appreciated. Like, also, thank you for following me because that got me the opportunity to talk about salsa, and it actually made my friendship come back together. So, all happens for a reason. But I. Don't enjoy being followed because then I feel like I can't go to the gas station without getting asked questions and I'm always hiding and they they ran up to you. Right. Yeah. And, and they asked you, hey, tell me, tell me about your beef with Selena. Yes. And I said, guys, there's no beef. There's salsa. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why it started happening. That was a new world for me. That was. I mean, you know about it because you see about it in the tabloids, but when it happens to you, it just feels like such a violation of your privacy. And not only that, but it doesn't matter what I said. They yeah. would like paint a different picture. Yeah. Um, I think I, I got followed at the to the beach one day and I like to wear thong bikinis. And so they got mm, really same. nice shots. Yeah, right? Like I just yeah. like the tan to be even, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cute little line, but like the cheeks need to be mm. so mm -hmm. <laughs> um they <laughs> They posted the next day, and I think the headline was like, I can post thirst traps too. I was like, huh? And I guess the same weekend, Cell posted pictures of her in a bathing suit, and it was like they were competing us, putting us side by side. I was like, what are you guys saying right now? What? I was like, why are you doing this? Like, I don't know, understand the attention. And then I think the first time, um, it was a Sunday, and I was walking my dog, and listen, if you saw the outfit, you knew I was not ready for a camera. And, um, you know, they start, they, I guess he was in my neighborhood for another story and happened to see me mm. and started taking pictures and was like, I almost didn't recognize you. I like your hair. And I went, why are you in the valley? This is why I don't live in Hollywood. And he started asking me about Cell. And I thought I was being slick, being like, isn't it a beautiful day? Oh, my God, do you think that's an avocado tree? I was just changing the subject. And then the headline the next day was, Francesa Shade, Selena Gomez. And I was like, that that's what you got from that? That? Like, I don't like this. And I think at one point, because um, I got followed the day after my birthday because she had posted a picture of me. And I was like, damn it, follow me. And he followed me to the hair salon. And I had just done hot yoga. And I heard the... Yeah, and I yeah. looked and I said, will you at least wait until I get my blowout? <laughs> and he was like, how long? I said, an hour. Hi. So I walked upstairs and I was like, you got to make me look pretty. I have no makeup on, sunglasses, whatever. And I walked downstairs and I heard the shh and he's following me to the car. And that's when I was like, guys, there's no beef, whatever. And I get in the car and as soon as he put the camera down, he was like, you're doing better. I was like, shut up. And I drove away. Like you're doing better with this tabloid stuff? Yes. That... I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I made a joke about it yesterday, too. I was like, I guess I am doing better because I'm just being honest now. Like, when I was just being quiet, porque la verdad, like, I'm very private, you know. I, I hardly, you know, I didn't really talk about my dad a lot. You know, I really wanted to make a name for myself and look at myself in the mirror and be like, damn, I busted my ass to get here. Yeah. And so, you know, getting all this attention was just for not the projects that I have was little um overwhelming and i personally didn't even know what was going on to tell you the truth uh so it, it, it was it, it it was definitely 
an interesting time. I'm glad it's not happening anymore. And uh, I appreciate all the press because I have the status sent out now. So thank you. But and at the same time, it's very invasive, especially yeah. when they start painting this narrative about you. And I was getting a lot of nasty comments. Yeah. So, okay. So for someone that has never been followed by paparazzi, Oof, uh-huh. do you just start hearing click, click, click? And then, then the next day or, or within the week, you just see stuff pop up that you had no idea you said or well, I do happened. black out. I do black out when I talk. I'm like, I don't know what I just said. Uh, but I think more so it's the photos because I'm like this. <laughs> you see any paparazzi picture, I'm like. <laughs> or if I even try to look nice, it's like. <laughs> I just I can't get it right. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it, it must be like just super, super awkward. The the last person I talked to about paparazzi was uh, Chiquis Rivera. Uh huh. I know Chiquis. Because you know she she they're all like especially like the and the, the 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 Mexican tabloids are just like always on her, you yes. know. So, I mean, yeah. Aside from invasive, I feel like you now kind of flipped it. Yes. And it went from like. When they asked you about Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. you said, hey, there's no beef. Mm-hmm. But now there's no beef. Just, just salsa. salsa. I like that. Just salsa. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. So, okay. So no beef, just salsa. Yeah. Um, have you talked to Selena about your salsa? Oh, my God. Yeah. I told her everything. So she posted me for my birthday and... Um, she sent me a video and I was at a pool just hanging out with my friends and I hear one of my friends be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what? He showed me the thing and I went, I literally fell on the uh, lounge chair and I went, I'm going to be followed tomorrow. <laughs> sure enough, I was. And that happened. I was like, hey, Dios mío, no sé qué está pasando. Um, and then, uh, you know, the whole no beef salsa thing just came up. But Sal actually reached out to me and was like, I miss you. Let's do dinner. And I was like, okay, I'm open to it. Um, thank you for the birthday text. So I went to her house and um, I was followed to her house, but we left in a different car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were able to have a conversation like for real. And we went to uh, Mother Wolf and it was the first time we talked like honestly in six years, to be honest wow. with you. Because I would see her like every now and then. I hadn't spoken to her in a year um, because of what happened last year. And I needed my time. And I think we all just needed uh, our time. And I said, listen, I don't know who started that rumor that I got mad at you for drinking and smoking on my kidney. And that's why you ended up in rehab. And she goes, that's a rumor? I said, oh, girl, let me tell you about the last six years of my life. Yeah. And I just like, cause honestly, I don't know what she knows. I know she, you know, she's been very open about not being on social media and not reading the tabloids and stuff. She does really avoid the internet. Um, so I told her everything. And, um, unfortunately my dad also confirmed that story recently. And that I'm going to have to say, like I told Angelica Valle when I did her show, but my dad and I haven't spoken about that surgery since 2017. So I was a little frustrated that, um, he had said that. I think he was just trying to, I don't, I don't know, protect, protect me in some way. I don't know, but it's not true. Yeah. Um, and I started telling her everything. And I said, 
and she goes oh my gosh so was it like a thing when i posted you on my on your birthday i was like oh yeah she goes i'm so sorry i was like oh no thank you now i'm saying thank you because let me tell you what i'm doing and i told her about everything and she was like oh my god i love that and then i even showed her the um tabloid where it said Reza says there's no beef just sell. she goes oh my god i love that so much i was like so we're gonna do something with this yeah. and um i have the salsa and i would love the help and she was like obviously like i love your food because i was cooking food for her i mean since we became friends you yeah. know she's half mexican and half caucasian and uh, when we started hanging out, like, again, my Latinidad, I started making frijoles guisados and salsa and carne asadas and stuff. And she was always looking forward to it. And sopa and flautas. And so she was pretty much like, this is the most youth thing that I've heard. And I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait. So I really appreciate it. Man, that is, I would say more than a like a, a, a bonding moment. Like, that's such a like a full circle moment in a yeah. sense and salsa did that for us you know i timing is everything i don't know why it happened around the time but i mean i think it was serendipitous and really like the universe bringing us back together at the right time you know she just turned 31 i'm 35 and you know we go through different seasons in life um you know i hit a you trade a turning point when you're 18 and then when you're 25 and then when you're 28 because you're like oh my god i'm getting closer to 30 and then 30 and then you know i'm in my mid-30s now and i'm just not the same person and you know i mentioned this recently we trauma bonded when we first met mm. and i think it's beautiful but it also comes with with not consequences but it comes with rocky patches and sometimes people grow faster than others. And I think we just needed time apart. We were spending a lot of time together, yeah. a lot. And she had a lot of stuff that she had to figure out. And sometimes when you go through a heartbreak, the people in your life that were there, they sometimes need to not be there because we have too many opinions. Mm. And we saw too much. And you almost need like a clean slate to start over. And I was going through my own stuff. And I remember even when I talked to her, I was like, I'm sorry. For all the things that I did, I went through a really, really rough time growing up. And that's why I said it had nothing to do with the kidney. Mm. You know, growing up being a, a, with a famous father was hard. Yeah. Not only that, but like my first relationship ever was very, very traumatic. I've never really been open about that, but he was a lot older than me. He was 19 years older than me, and I met him when I was 15. So that was five years of my life, and that really affected me a lot throughout the years and it wasn't until 2020 that i understood the situation being a teenager with a much older man and um i've been doing a lot of healing from it and that's why i'm here now and speaking of mental health like i'm on zoloft now and i started that in january because although i've done a lot of the internal work i there was a chemical imbalance that i had where i just could not get out of bed yeah. and especially around the time that i would start menstruating because i recently you know explained that i have pcos I went through a really, really, I would go through a dark time just crying in bed. Imagínate esto. I can't get out of bed. I'm on a hit show. I have the salsa coming out. So many great things are happening. And uh, my friend, who is fighting cancer for the third time, comes over and lays in bed with me to try to get me up. And I'm sitting there crying. And I said, I need help because I can't believe that you're literally fighting to stay alive. And you're trying to get me out of bed when I should be helping you right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. And so I got on, I, I called a psychiatrist. I'm on medication and I feel better. 
I feel way better. There is sometimes it is just a chemical imbalance that we just can't control. Right. Yeah. I got emotional. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Thank you for sharing that with with me and us. And yeah. You know, it's um. Mental health is something that that is is way deeper than than just getting seen a therapist sometimes or just you know uh even just taking medication like it's deeper than 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 that or it's even deeper than just having to talk to to a friend about your problems like it's deeper than that yeah it's deeper and like even the talking to your friend about your problems they're going through their own stuff too yeah we all do it you can tell me something right now and i'm thinking of something that's relatable so then i tell start telling you my story and then it becomes about me yeah. We're just trying to help. And that's why I love therapy so much because I don't know anything about my therapist. I don't know if she has kids. I know she has a husband, but like I don't know anything because she really just talks to me about me and, you know, goes through life with me the way that my parents couldn't because they didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And so I'm understanding things a lot better. But again, because I did all the internal work, it was okay for me to seek a little more help just to feel a little better, especially because I, with my hormones, I cannot control my emotions. Like it got dark. Yeah. Like suicidal dark. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've heard stories, you know, and, 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 and it gets, and, and, you know, again, I don't want to make it about me either, you know, but like, you're not alone. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that, that have, you know, those, those thoughts and those feelings and those emotions. And, you know, the, the beautiful thing about what you have done is that you're looking into improving that in your life Yeah, and improving I mean, your life. Yeah. And it's still there, but I feel like I'm on the other side of it. Like yeah. when you start therapy, you're like, I'm never going to feel okay. It's never, when is it going to get better? Cause all you hear out in the media is like, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. I'm going through this. And I'm here to say like, yeah. But now when I go through something, I have such a different eye for it. Like anything that could go wrong the last couple of weeks did go wrong. Did I fall and be like, oh, this sucks and go in my bed? I was like, no, I now I'm in a place where I'm like, well, it's going wrong because it's going to be successful. So let's see how I can pivot this. And it's all about just pivoting and having just a positive mindset. But it's hard to get there. So I'm here to tell you. You know, I was with an older man when I was a young kid. That does something to you. And I, you know, we can talk about it another time. Yeah. I'm going to be more open about that. I grew up with a famous father and, you know, at home, it wasn't the best situation either. You know, my dad came from a really hard background and, you know, that, that came into my home. Um, and I never thought, I, I mean, honestly, when people hear my story, the one thing I hear is, I can't believe that you're not under a bridge shooting up. And I don't know how I'm not, I don't know how my sisters aren't. I don't know how we turned out the way that we did. I'm grateful we did. But going back to what we were talking about, I don't know how I would be able to get into this place and yet help my friend get to the place that she's at. Right. How? So I don't, the time apart was beneficial to both of us. And mm-hmm. now we're in a healthier place and now we can support each other's endeavors. I don't know if you've talked about this before. What made you give your friend a, a, a part of you, part of your, your body. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I knew I was a match immediately. Um, this part I have said, if the minute she told me I need a kidney and she was on the floor crying, I knew I was a match. Now, growing up, you've heard my dad. What was my dad famous for? Giving and helping. My, both my parents are the same way. Um, 
my dad was always giving back to the community, always donating money to the point where my mom would get upset. I'm like, she's like, why are you giving $100,000? Like, we need that money, you know? And he's like, help my community. So all I knew was helping. And, you know, when um, El Terremoto en El Salvador happened I, at 11 years old, I went down there and I skipped school for a week and I was carrying 60 pounds of food on my back and I was 65 pounds. And I'm helping these kids. I think they named the school after me. And even wow. my mom recently, you know, she... I have a bunch of clothes that I don't use anymore. And so she takes it back to La Cienega with her in Mexico and she gives it out. And there's a woman, she was telling me that um, her husband died and she has kids and she brought the clothes. She's like, here, sell them. And she was like, oh my God, Virginia, gracias, because this is going to help so much. And I, when I realized that, I was like, of course I gave a kid date because that's all I know how to do is give. Yeah. Like I would have done that, you know, for my sisters, but obviously with her, like, we just had such a special bond, even though we trauma bonded. Like, we really are like family. Like, I took her in like a little sis, and I know that's how she sees me as well. And so, again, ups and downs. So it was just not a question. It was just as if, like, Irlanda or Italia would have asked me, who are actually my biological sisters. Yeah. Where do you hope to take the relationship from this point on? I'm, I don't have plans to take it anywhere. I think I just missed my friend, and I'm just glad that we're, you know, in each other's lives again yeah. and in it's at in at this level you know yeah. we're both in a way healthier place you know i do my thing she does her thing um she calls me to hang out and i'm like i can't i'm busy and she's like boo you and then i call her <laughs> and i'm like hey let's go out and she's like i can't i'm busy i'm like oh, boo you mean girls reference <laughs> and it's just normal so i think there was there's nothing i want to gain out of it it's just i missed my friend yeah and now i'm happy that i get to be about part of her life and she gets to be a part of this endeavor of mine and you know i get to see gracie grow up you know she's 10 and i she was barely talking when i saw her you know so it's been really cool to just feel normal again but in this stage it's like we're getting to know each other again right and again, I've gone through this with friends. She just happens to be a little famous, so yeah. it's a little more public, but right. whatever. That's it is what it is. Sure. But also too, you know, we both have a goal with mental health. And I think the fact that we both have the same goal to talk about mental health the way that we do, and you know, this happened with us publicly, I think we just use this as a tool of like reconciliation for a lot of other people. And to me, I'm like, wow, the reconciliation happened because of salsa. Like, it's crazy. And, yeah. you know, now I'm like, all right, instead of having a glass of wine with someone, I'm going to share salsa and be like, let's talk. What's your beef with me? Because I ain't got no beef. I just got salsa. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the chips. Bring on the chips. Let's go. Or anything else, because it goes with anything. You know, it's not. Yep. I didn't grow up eating chips and salsa. Did you? No. See, I grew up eating it on food. Food. So when I saw that people were using chips, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to come out with some recipes and be like, you can use it on, you know, huevo rancheros, uh, flautas, even a burger, a hot dog. And honestly, one of my favorites, salad. I'm not kidding. You add the dressing yeah, that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you add some salsa just to give it a little kick. Yeah. Mwah. Oh, and then pasta. Oh, my God. It makes it so good. I don't think I've had it on pasta. Try okay. It. When you're mixing the sauce, like add a, a little bit of salsa. Like a little spicy and salsa. And it adds a little spicy. Yeah, spicy rigatoni via salsa. Okay, yeah. okay. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take a pause and just say thank you for, for sharing yeah, what you of just course. share with me. I really, I really do appreciate that. And, thank you and I appreciate you. you know? I appreciate you for listening. You know, I think with you, I'm most comfortable sharing this kind of stuff because we've had, you know, a long history and because of what we talked about last time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all love, always. Always. Um, with your your salsa, with your endeavors, your business, your your brand, um, where do you want to take it in the next year or two? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to be in stores after this initial launch. I want to introduce the actual name of the brand. And my goal, honestly, when I went to go see Maluma, <laughs> I was like, I, my salsa. So I want to put it in arenas. I want to put it on cruise ships. I want to put it everywhere. You know, it, it, it's delicious. It's good. And, you know, you, you can use it on anything. So I'm hoping that um, I also start a nonprofit along with this company. Um, not, not so much geared towards mental health. Uh, yeah, everything is mental health. But more so, there are so many kids that grew up similar to me and like don't know their right from their left. And I want to build a community where they can understand the difference between living an American life and being a first generation and like understanding, you know, their roots and why they're growing up the way that they're growing up. I want to, you know, be able to talk to kids that translate for their parents right now and help them translate for their parents or help the parents. Like there's a whole idea that I have around my story that is not new. I just, I'm just the only one that's really talking about it right now right. in this way. And and has the platform for it. Yeah. And now, in, and I, I don't take that lightly. You know, I've been told in the past, you are a Latina that we look up to and I take that very seriously. So I want to be able to build, you know, the, not just the platform, but the space mm -hmm. to where we can bring community together and really help out mentally, uh, emotionally, uh, financially, hopefully, you know, a lot of women, the, my main thing, you know, abuse is a big thing. And because I went through it myself, um, leaving is hard, yeah. leaving is really hard. And even with what I went through with dating an older man, like it's easy to fall into that. I understand at the time it is consensual, but now that I'm the age that he was when he met me, um, I see things differently and I understand why a lot of people have a hard time watching the documentaries when the girls are recounting the stories if you notice they're always giving excuse but i was i was so young i was 15 because when you think back you're like how was i so stupid yeah. like como no sabia like why you get so mad at yourself and the reason i'm talking about it now is because i'm in a place to talk about it and i really want to build a community where we can support each other of uh, someone that i ran into um a couple years ago she looked familiar, but I remember her. And she just looked at me and she she was like, it happened to me too. And I started crying and I pulled her aside and we were sharing stories. And she said, can I ask you something? Have you had a healthy relationship since? And I was like, I don't know what that is. Man. And now with everything I'm doing, she actually sent me a message recently. She was like, to know that someone that went through this reached the other side and is succeeding the way that you are is so inspiring. And because of that, I'm starting to talk because it is so easy be victim and be depressed because it is such a violation of your youth. That was my life from 15 to 20. It was such a violation of my youth. And I think it's important that we start talking about how it affects us, why it's wrong and yeah. how it affects us mentally, just as young women. Because of course I was like, he's older. Oh my God. Um, I'm so cool. Yeah. But it really, it makes you grow up too fast. And now I wish that I, you know, did a lot of things that I, I, I didn't experience. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, being controlled. For sure. Yeah. Even with style. I don't know if I dress the way I dress because he used to dress me and I and or because I like it. I still go through that. But I'm a lot 
I'm a lot happier and I'm a lot more aware and I'm not trying, I'm trying not to let it bother me anymore. Like, yeah, I wear streetwear. I like it. I used to be a dancer. Yes, he introduced me to it, but I own it. Mm -hmm. Crazy, right? That I haven't talked about much. To hear you talk about these experiences and, and like you said, to see you on the other side mm -hmm. or to even say attempting to be on the other side yeah. on your journey to yeah that's huge it's huge even with dating i'm dating different now which is weird but it's huge for me it's huge it's different and i think we should all should like teach each other how to properly date because it's hard i mean people ask me why well, how are you still single i'm like it I, I went through something and i i've been having a hard time and yeah. it's also hard to tell a guy when you're or a partner like it's also hard to tell them like hey i i went through this um because it's a lot to take in as uh, as someone on the other side no yeah yeah imagine a, I, imagine we were on date and i was like so i went through a b and c yeah. and now i'm talking about it publicly like i'm sure that's a lot but i feel like even talking about it publicly you're not just doing it to 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 share it to us here no you're doing it for yourself I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it for those girls that went through it after me because I didn't say anything. Yeah. It's that it's that truth. You're 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 just allowing that truth to to flow out of you so it doesn't live inside of you. Yeah. So it doesn't live inside of me and like I said, me arrepiento that cuz the police came to me and I lied. Yeah. Because I was defending him and I was he was my world. Yeah. Yeah. And like, am I mad at him? No, I'm mad at the situation. But I know he also went through abuse. Mm. I'm not saying it's not his fault. He made right. a choice and we all make choices and we are responsible for our choices. But it's all a generational effect. Uh, my parents went through generational trauma. It passed down to me and I'm trying to cut that cycle because if I ever yeah. have kids, I don't want them to go through that. I know they're going to go through stuff, but not this. Yeah, absolutely not. Again, that's that's huge. Yeah. You know, just just trying to break generational cycles, generational traumas, mm -hmm. trying to 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 say um, that stops with me. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard. But you're doing it. Yes. We're doing it. We're doing it. And it's do it's important to do it before we have the kids is what I'm learning, because when you try to do it, when you have them. I mean, how? It's too much trauma. And it's an unlearning that we all understand now because of 2020. Now we understand unlearning. It's a lot. People are still complaining about it. I heard someone recently complain about Gen Z and how much they complain and they're not the future. Yes, they are the future. What are you talking about? Just because you don't like it, that doesn't mean that they're not the future. So we have to raise them right so we can have a better country. Because right now, I don't know what the hell is going on. And yeah. I am scared for this next election. Yeah. Um, when it comes to your, your person, mm -hmm. what do you, what do you, what do you hope to do for yourself to do more, to do less for of me? in the last, in the next like year? Like what, what's your goal in the next year for, for yourself? Not as an actress or an entrepreneur for you. To enjoy life, to enjoy life. Um, I've been so focused on 
work, 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 work. Even this week, like I've been working nonstop throughout this whole strike. Like I was working nonstop and I don't, I haven't traveled much um, because like I said, acting was my end all be all. So I was always afraid to leave LA because I didn't want to miss an opportunity. And now fortunately I'm in such a healthy place where I'm not afraid to miss opportunities because there aren't miss opportunity opportunities if it's for you. It will be for you and it'll find you. And I've learned that the hard way. So I want to start enjoying life more. Like I booked a, a trip to Paris for New Year's, which I would have never done before because I'm like, just in case, what if the brand, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always making excuses. And like, hopefully find a partner now. I was very against it for a while. And now I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to, to date again and date different and see what it's really like with, you know, a normal person that's not 20 years older than me. Now, I've had boyfriends, but I think for me, I was so trained in the way that our relationship was because it is the longest relationship I'd ever been with. I would bring that energy into our relationship. For sure. Not that I was like, oh, my God, you're going to cheat on me. Well, I did that a couple of times, but more so like, let me do these things for you. And then they'd be like, why are you doing these things for me? I'm like, because I have to, because that's what I was taught in this relationship. And so then, you know, it was a lot of catering. So then eventually they liked it. And then I was like, well, what about me? And luego me enojada. And it, was, it just ended up yeah. all the time. So I'm not saying I introduced it, but it was something that was normal to me. And so I was trying to keep my normal because dating right now, the way I'm dating is not normal to me. And I'm scared and confused half of the time. What's the way you're da- dating now? Um, What's different about it? <laughs> like wow i'm gonna say i can't believe i'm gonna say it, i'm sweating <laughs> well um i am going on multiple dates so let's say i go on a date with someone i'm learning that even though we have a great first date that doesn't mean we're in a relationship so i'm allowed to go on a date with someone else yeah and he's allowed to go on a date with someone else and if and i shouldn't sleep with him on the first night yeah you know that's that and you should really get to know someone before entering that and having conversation and like asking the right questions rather than putting pressure on like, oh, so we're together now, right? Because that's how it was with him. Yeah. It was one night and then we were together. And so unlearning that has been really hard. I'm like, why aren't you obsessed with me? Why aren't you calling me every day? But you don't have to. Like, I get that now. So I'm a lot more chill. Mm -hmm. But of course I still freak out. I'll text him. I'm like, ah! (laughs) I can't believe I text first. (laughs) But also too, I'm very forward. So um, I think recently... The way I'm doing it. So guys, for some reason, like, I just, they're saying, I'm not sure if you like me. So now I'm like, how long are you going to take me to, how long are you going to take to ask me out again? That's literally what I say. Uh, remember when we were at Soho House, that's how that happened. I was like, how long are you going to wait? And so the plan ended up there, but yeah. I'm like super forward. I like you. I'm this, I'm that. And I never used to be before. I had to wait until he called me or, you know. Oh my God, I can't believe you didn't take me to a nice dinner. I'm like, no, I'm trying to get to know the person. Yeah. It's just different. There's expectations that we learned, I think, with television and from that relationship I was in. And those expectations are not real. Well, especially working in television, you know? (laughs) I'm like, we're in love. Um, And it's just not the reality of things. So, um, and then I think recently I even told someone, like, I'm just not interested in moving forward in a romantic way, but I'd love to be friends with you, which I've never done before. It's tough. It, it's very hard. It's very it's hard. A, but that's huge. That's, that's big because you're not ghosting them. No. No. Um, and I wish I would get the same respect from some of them, but I don't. It's okay. Yeah. I yeah. got recently ghosted. I don't think it's a ghost because I haven't reached out. He just hasn't reached out either. It's someone different. 
Because <laughs> I'm dating multiple people. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Hanging out. Growth. Growth. It's hard. It's weird. Wow, I'm hot. <sighs> <laughs> Adulting. Oh, God, it's so weird. No. My therapist is very proud. It's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. But see, to me, it is. Because I grew up with something different. It's like when you go to school and you realize pizza for the first time when you were growing up eating frijoles and tortillas <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow, this is different, but I like it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not healthy, but it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. Yeah. Or, you know, even when you take up a sport, you're like, man, I've always wanted to play soccer. I'm going to learn how to play soccer. And then you play soccer. And you're like, this is hard. It's hard because you have this idea. Now you're trying, you're living in the reality. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. And you so if you be... know someone, let me know. I'm open for setups. Okay, okay. Yep, and I'm very honest. And um, yeah, we'll see. Awesome. You should be very proud of yourself. I am. I'm getting there. For everything. Thank you. Hearing you say that means a lot. Because everything, everything is hard. Everything. 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 And it never gets You easier. do so much, Francia. Mm -hmm. We can make it easier. It doesn't get easier, but we can make it easier because of the outlook we have on it. Yeah, we're doing a lot, but and it's hard. But hey, we're in this business, and I'm tired of assumptions of who I am and what I am, so I'm starting to speak out. This is what's up. Just as long as you're trying your best. Trying you your know? best and buying my salsa. Hey, I like that. Uh, speaking of, of, of trying your best and buying your salsa, I used to work at a restaurant mm -hmm. as a teenager, and I had a horrible boss, right? Mm -hmm. And he would always be like, Mondo, the tables, Mondo, the chairs, Mondo, the floor. And I remember I, I was so tired. I was sweating bullets. And I looked at him, 16 years old, older man, and looked dead into his eye. And I said, I'm trying my best. Mm -hmm. And he just stopped and he was like, oh, okay. And he just walked away. So as long as you're trying your best, mm -hmm. It's all we can do. It's all we can do. And just be honest about that. You know, I have my assistant here and like she's over. We have a lot of work going on. And I'm like, I know you're doing your best. I'm like, instead, instead of discouraging, it's better to encourage. You know, I'm 10 years older than her. And I'm like, hey, you know, be mindful of this. Be mindful of that. It's more of like, let me teach you for when you, you know, take off and you have your own assistant and you're directing and doing your thing. Like, I know I don't even get mad. I'm like, I'll do it. It's fine because it's a collaborative work. I want everyone to grow. And. The minute we start seeing it that way, oh my gosh, like you just get along with people better. You're a lot happier. People look forward to seeing you. Like there's no point in being snarky to anyone. Like even that, like that kind of pressure, I get it because it does get frustrating sometimes. But like just start talking. I'm doing my best. And, you know, and the person on the other side, please receive that because we're, yes. all, we're all going through it. Yeah. And I understand that when people decide to work with you, they're deciding to help build with you. They're not trying to screw you. Amen. Yeah. And we should see it that way. We should see it that way. Shout her out. Syra. Hey. <laughs> She's amazing. She's, She's awesome. She's great, right? Oh, my God. I'm like, please don't ever leave me. Like, I know you want to be a director, but like, please don't ever leave me. <laughs> She's the best. Now, before I let you go. Yeah. Let's do rapid fire one more time. I got one. Okay. Favorite food dish. Salsa. <laughs> I, I was sit. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, follow me on this. Best genre to dance to? Ay, Dios mío. I mean, lately it's been reggaeton for me. No, bachata. Salsa. Salsa. <laughs> Let's go back. Best genre to dance to? Salsa. You can't ask a dancer that. We go everywhere. 
Green or red salsa? Both salsas. And that concludes a rapid fire. <laughs> Get her from Francia, everybody. I did better than last time. You did. You did. Thank you so much. This is your home. Thank you. you know I appreciate it. Thank you for having me back and having me be the first one to come back. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad you like the salsas and that it tastes a little bit like home. Love them. And they do taste like home. Thank you. Thank you so much, Francia. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.